Well, she just a killed Chloe. She'll no take any advice. It's a drafty double bell, you heat her up and she have to get twice. Her father's just a waster, her mother's on the game. She's just a Celtic clipping, but I love her just the same. Welcome to another episode of the Maroon Machine Podcast. It's myself, Sean, joined again by Kieran. How are you doing today, Kieran? I did good, mate. Got the Friday feeling. Oh, absolutely. A bit of a late one for us this week, eh? I know, aye. It's not like us. I'm normally lying down at 12 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on a Wednesday, but I, I feel a bit better there. I feel a bit looser. Yeah, absolutely. You will do. Um, that's good as well, because we've got plenty to cover off today. Um, mm-hmm. We've got to kick off, I suppose, like we always do, and we'll review the last game. It was a few days ago now. As you say, we're recording on a Friday. This game was last Saturday, but we've still got the details. So, game started off, yeah, with a wee bit of, wee bit of action within 22 seconds. Finney did, I think he got a touch on on Austin. Austin went down and it was a, an instant red. And that was, I suppose, the questionable bit early on because there was another boy there for Berwick. Uh-huh. Wasn't he quite last man? No, I think the boys who were the cover, like, if I'm honest, I, well, I, I do think Flash would maybe get in front of him. But as a goal scoring opportunity, I don't think so. Or clear. Clear, aye. Aye. definitely clear. And being the, the prominent word. So, yeah, the, the game pretty early on in, in Kelly's favour. We had a few chances. The free kick coming from that red card, Easton sent it straight into the wall. And shortly after that, both Austin and Phil both had decent chances. Mm-hmm. But it was a Nathan Austin goal, his first of two that, that got the score underway. Sort of just knocked knocked on. Berwick boy went for a, a clearance, comes off Philp, I think, um, and just sort of falls to Austin just outside the six-yard box. And for there, he's going to score every time near enough. He just lashes it from the left foot to the right side. It's across the keeper, exactly what you want, isn't it? Exactly. And then the second came not too long after at the 30-minute mark, and somebody we've we've been able to speak about quite a lot because well he's making it easier for us to talk about him quite a lot it was Austin and it was a beauty uh Easton 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 Austin <laughs> it was Easton with an actual a, a beauty of a a right foot for outside the box into the, the bottom left to to give Kelly the turn of lead. He's, you can tell the boy's getting more and more comfortable um with the ball at his feet. I mean he's always been comfortable but yeah. we we find in the back of the net as well. And then things didn't get much better for Berwick. 45th minute, it was a, a second yellow for right, uh, resulting in their second red of the day. Um, it was it was a yellow. Um, it, it was a blatant dive. It was a blatant <laughs> dive. I think the questionable sort of bit came with the first jelly. Yeah. So a bit earlier on, do you know what? It was a, a rough tackle, but it was early on in the game. You see those ones let go we are talking to quite quite often and I think yeah. that's where the the Berwick um boys probably felt a wee bit hard done by. Uh, the guy who does the media stuff was quite sharp on the tweets. What is it? Uh, saying that the ref's on drugs and whatnot. But to be honest, I can see for the red card, the first red card anyway. But that was gonna be, you know, the the part wasn't great. Um there was a few a few sort of later challenges and a couple of heavy ones, but I it was booked and diving right in front of the ref when you're on a yelly, like it's, it's selfish and it's stupid. Like to be honest, yeah, 
Yeah, when you know you're already on that sort of tightrope, you, you've got to be careful. Eh? You've got another ten guys, or another nine guys in the park, you know, and then it's only day nine because you've done something so fucking stupid. So I, if he was in the change room with me after that, I'd fucking clip his lug like it's uh-huh. just silly. Eh? And it was close to half time as well. Like you know, I get your frustration out then. Then he dive out the road and then get up and act like you've not done nothing wrong. Like the shame that should come with that is enough to for him to obviously be putting the boot in. Like I'd be putting on the trainer anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pretty cold night down in Berwick, but oh. um, you could see the steam coming off him as he he left. He was he was stand, He stood up. Um, Stood up at the back afterwards and sort of watched the, the the rest of the game and he was he was fuming. But you're right, um, he only had himself to blame for that second yellow and that first that first red after a minute. It's frustrating, but you know what? The, the referees they're not always going to get the decisions right and they can go no. either way. And he got it wrong on this occasion. It worked out in our favour, and I'll take it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I've seen ones. Uh, I've seen it plenty of times. I think um, the BSC game towards the end of the season. Which is going back a wee bit and a bit randomly, but mm-hmm. um, we were due a clear penalty for getting taken down in the box, and the referee didn't get. It. Um, which would we would have won that game three two in the end because it was right on at the the death at the end of the game. Um, but these things happen, eh? The, the decisions can go each way. There's no VAR in the Holland League. Thank fuck to be honest. Uh, you know, think back to Scotland's handball on the line against Bonnie League in the last minute last season, but that didn't exactly. happen anyway. So. No. We'll just he, let it go. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he cleared that up for us. He was brought down by a Bonnie Rig player um, and he fell onto the ball. And these things happen. Nah, sometimes when you photo <laughs> all your fist just gets out there. Again, exactly, it happens. Aye. Um, aye, but it was a shame. It kind of spoiled the game a bit. Um, I think they've got every right to feel aggrieved with the first red card. But at the end of the day, it was a really professional performance for us. We never got too involved in any of the shite, I didn't think. No. Um, they try and get tired legs, make tired tackles. Like at the end of the day, there are going to be be late ones if you're chasing constantly. Um, well, that that was the and then do get whole flat and colours. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to come on to because that was sort of the, the first half action. That was only two 0 and down to nine men at half time. And yeah, what you referenced to there was sort of how the, the second half got going. Don't get me wrong. Um, probably Easton's goal would have been one of the thing the big highlights, but second was. Dougie Hills flattened them, didn't he? Inverted commas, uh, aye, tackle on aye. Callum Smith. Um, yeah. It was made a clothesline than a tackle, but... <laughs> it was, do you know what, a wee bit of... If anybody's any good with you, know, your Photoshop or anything like that, you could aye. put a big explosion in when he hit him, because like, he did, he knocked him. Aye, he but, rightfully picked up a yellow card as well, to be honest. Aye, it was a deserved booting. <laughs> but aye, it was, there was a wee moment just before he went into where he shook his head and then he went and done him, so I'm, 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 I'm assuming that he meant it. Yeah, maybe maybe Callum got the better of him earlier on with a, a wee bit of footwork and maybe uh, thought, no, nah, no again. <laughs> um, but there was a wee bit more action in that second half as well. Austin was able to pick up his second and get what he started the game. Almost identical to the first goal. Started as far as position goes, yeah. Much, uh, um, but he more or less he pinched the ball back um, yeah. and he'd done really well and you can't muck about when Austin's around. Um, and yeah, just outside the six yard box, just pinged it in the bottom corner yeah, again. And right, uh, the last goal, very unfortunate for Ferguson. Um, I think Berwick gave Ferguson the man of the match, despite the fact that he scored the, the uh, own goal because he did have a decent game for he, them. He did. But it was, it's one of them when you are having, you, are, you do have a good game, and it, that one moment sort of 
you know, it's just a, it's a bit of a, a Debbie Downer. He was stretching for it, but it had to. Yeah. So it's, it's one of them centre halves. And to be fair, the the o- week. yeah, they only had nine people to choose man of the match for, so <laughs> <laughs> that increases your odds. <laughs> uh, aye, so all, all in the way, it was a, it could have been a tricky game. Um, I think we would have won it even against eleven because Kelly just looked strong. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, obviously missing a few boys, you can tell that. Aye, um, but. I think we would have won it comfortably. The the nine men, it's definitely it's easier. Like uh-huh. you know, you hear the old sort of cliches about it's harder, it's harder when they go down, and and there's elements I do, I do understand about it. But you're playing against nine men, you could tell we're playing against nine men. But I think we would have done the business um, regardless. Shieldfield Park's not an easy place to go. No. Uh, BSC Glasgow, I think it was an Aloha actually, but mm-hmm. um, Berwick held them to. Yeah. to nail goals and that's the team that's going for fun this I, season I didn't think for a minute that Berwick played that badly like, I actually thought even when they were at nine men they were relatively organised yeah. as organised as you could be with nine men chasing the ball um, but we had a multitude of threats on Saturday we had you know Fash in the box Iglesias we had outside the box as well Fash so you have, you've got that element as well as you know, Anderson's good in the air so the balls will come in the box you've got Easton who can hit outside the box yeah. You've got Ross making late runs through a busy box, just causing problems. You've got Tam Tam Riley was able to just basically sit well well in there half the entire game because of the possession that we had, and he can strike it through outside the box. Aye, it was like I say, professional performance. We come away with the three points. It's brilliant that we can get through a very difficult away game at a canter really yeah. um, and it's a great three points to, to take away because like you said they're no a pushover and yeah. we've seen that even with the nine men they're no a team that's, that's going to give folk an easy ride this year no absolutely and I suppose um, we've got to round it off with the fact that we're top of the league Aye, brilliant brilliant to be back we're a game in hand we're a game in hand uh, uh, so take that yeah absolutely So moving on for that, we've got, we always do this every week. It's the, the sort of three top players or pop or performers of, of what happened at the weekend. Um, so who have you got first? Hey, I thought about putting Hill in for that tackle on Callum Smith. <laughs> um, but to be honest, I, it was kind of hard to look past Easton. And I can we spoke about him a lot, but yeah. um, the impact he's having, it's just... Um, with the form he's in, it's just it's massive. Eh? I mean, he's always he's always a presence. It's always tricky, um, or he makes it difficult for for other teams. You know, pulls players away and creates space. But he's doing it even better now. And and there's a added element of he's, he's got that finishing bit in just now as well. Eh? So yeah, standout performances for that Berwick game, especially that goal. I think it got fan that fan base on Twitter. Got goal of the goal of the week as well, uh, which you know what, Kelly's got a good following, so I think you're always going to get a lot of votes. But mm. I think it was deserved as well. Um, uh, it was a small backlift there, and he managed to just stick it away in the corner. So it was fair. It was a good, it was a good strike. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember if the keeper could do better. I think he caught. I think he maybe caught the keeper half guard a bit because there was maybe a busy box in front of him. But... It was. It was a busy box and. To be honest, for where he was going, even when you sort of see a striker lining that up, you think maybe far away top corner, he's going to try and cut it around. And he didn't, he went near side bottom. 
um, and the you know keeper went for it, but you know if your feet aren't planted the right way, nah, yeah. But the pitch looked heavy as well, so it might I the pitch was. I uh, went over it after the day the post-match interview, and I thought I might lose a shoe at some points, <laughs> like because um, it got tore up, like. But that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I went for Fash um, as another top performer, literally just because of what he's brought since coming back. You know what I mean? The goals are starting to come now. Another two at the weekend. Um, different goals for what he's been scoring pretty much. He's been, you know, he's been scoring sort of, he's been breaking away for defenders and that, but this time it's just been kind of, the balls felt him in the box and they've both been proper strikers goals, you know? Yeah. But I delighted to see him back. Um, I'm hoping that in the next sort of few weeks we get to, we get to see, like, sort of, um, still seems like he's a wee bit, maybe not off it, but you know what I mean? He's, yeah, still coming. Well, um, we're not going to talk about him just now because we'll we'll touch on him later on, obviously. But with the introduction of Shanley, mm-hmm. um, that's going to add so much to Fash's game because it takes a wee bit of pressure off him. Not Aye. just pressure in as in we need you for goals. Pressure as in that's the person that the other team's mm-hmm. targeting, and he's still performing yeah. to a, a, a great a great level. Um, and there's other players around the park that are pulling away pulling players away for fashion, giving them a bit of time. Uh-huh. But see, I think when he gets planted in and if Barry can find a way to, to work the two onto the pitch, which I'm sure he will, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to find a space in the, the starting 11. Do you think, just add this in, um, do you think the arrival of Shannon is going to affect Higginbotham? I think possibly. I suppose it depends how they play off each other because um, Higgy, it right, can be a bit frustrating at times because it just comes across like it, it looks effortless, which is good, but you sometimes want to see effort. Uh, yeah. um, but he's an intelligent player, Higgy. And if Shanley can make that connection with him, mm-hmm. you know, some of those just one-touch passes that, that Higgy does, if Shanley is able to sort of suss out, and they, they get, basically they they get that link-up play right, it could be massive for him. But I suppose that's one where time will tell, I suppose. Aye. I, no, I agree with you. I do think that Obviously, Higgy started like a house on fire and it's kind of just slowly sort of went for it. I don't know if it's a confidence thing because it's maybe not been working in the last time for him a wee bit or if he's maybe spending like maybe too much time coming a wee bit too deep. I'm not well, 100%. But. I think um, he's at, he's at to fill in a lot as well um, for the likes of when Austin was out. He obviously had that game where he filled out, played up front. He's yeah. He's been on the wing a couple of times as well. And at the moment with Tidzer, Sort of being out, obviously, Riley's doing a fantastic job of filling him with that captaincy role. But the, I think he's, Higgy's maybe had to drop back a wee bit more than than he has mm-hmm. with Tidzer and um, in a few of the games where he was perhaps scoring a few more goals and getting a few more assists. But um, yeah, I think as we sort of see the team come to uh, you know get closer to full strength again, um, yeah. see Tidzer get back um, in full swing as well. We'll maybe get to see what Higgy's made of, but I think yeah, Shanley should help Higgy because he's got yeah. he's got to be another person that that the other team has to worry about. And um, like I say, I, however it, it works, because you know Kelly obviously like to play with the one up front, so you can't really see Austin getting benched. If Shanley's good, is he going to drop in behind and maybe rotate a little bit more with the likes of Higgy Philp? Higgy can obviously move it to mm-hmm. the wing. Yeah. Philp can move back. There's, there's, yeah. They're so sort of versatile. Right. Oh, that's fine. And you wanted to move? You wanted to do a bit on Scott Hooper? Yeah, I am. Um, that, that's sort of my last sort of standout. Um, and 
Yeah, I t- do you know what? We've not really spoke about Hooper much. And um, actually, I went to training the other day um, to speak to a couple of players, and it was Baltic. I had two T-shirts. I had Under Armour, a T-shirt, a jumper and a jacket on. And I was standing there waiting for Eastern, I think it was, and in comes Hooper. I didn't realise how big this guy was. And he was wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Like, you know, I could just see him yeah. through my breath walking, yeah. like, like he was walking through the mist. He's a big guy. Oh, yeah. um, and posing, I didn't realise that. And so I started doing a wee bit of digging. The boy still, he, he lives way down in Dumfries. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, a joiner. Um Apprentice joiner, possibly, but he's a busy guy, basically. Yeah. Um, same as, as most guys in sort of that field are. And he's gone for finishing his job, and he's got to the gym before he even comes to training, which you can tell how he oh, does sure. it. He's, he's does. massive, eh? Right. Um, but that's just him, obviously, walking past me and um, me thinking about going to his road or he's got to walk through me. I wonder but, if when fans are back, if he's going to be at the front selling tickets <laughs> for the gun show. Maybe, maybe. Like, what a set of cannons he's going. Yeah, honestly, as he, he would certainly bring in some um, some supporters that that we've not had in the past. Um, but he, uh, no, that that's the sort of off field bit that got me thinking. And but on the field, I think one of the reasons we don't really mention him is because he's solid. He doesn't quite like consistent, isn't he? Yeah, he's um, he doesn't cause any issues mm-hmm. for you highlight and say we lost that goal because of Hooper. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at who he plays at the back, where Reed's kind of been in and out, um, and you can talk about Boyle all the time because of those runs that he makes, he's always kind of part of it. And Doogie Hill is right in the middle of that defence, so you can also talk about him. Hooper's sometimes a bit like the forgotten man um, out there on the, the sort of right, but yeah, he's been tremendous this season, and he's had to move around as well, you know, from whether it's playing, we played him back fours at points, um, He's capable of moving up the park as well, up that right wing, not to the same extent as maybe Gary Chen was last season, but yeah. he's capable of it, but he's having to flex in and move in when they've gone to a back two. Um, and he's done that, you know, gone between that sort of full-back and right-back position throughout the game constantly. He can move up and he's he's just solid, eh? Um, just doesn't cause any problems, you know? No, nah, it's, um, like it's, it's, it's a quiet thing, isn't it? It's just... Just seems to tick over all the time, and that's he's in there with a load of experienced guys as well, so he's probably drinking in as well. Or not like, like I say, um, I uh, I did not realize the size of the guy, yeah, and I, I can't emph- emphasize it enough because you don't see it on the highlights. But you know, maybe we they talk about it much because players just stay away from him, and I wouldn't <laughs> bloody blame them, although they might be staying away from Doogie after that tackle on, yeah. on Saturday. But no, um, you can sort of tell the experience that he's got. He's, He's played a fair few games at Anna and he was in that Peterhead squad that um, we brought a few players for the, the tail end yeah. of last season as well. So what he, age is he? He's, um, he's 25, so he's got some experience. Uh, he's played at Queen of the South, Annan Athletic, and then yeah, most recently was Peter Heed, um, along with was it Boyle and Boyle Stevenson, and Stevenson, I yeah. think, that, that also came for there. So he knows a few of the boys. And Stevenson's obviously um, either... Flexing in at right back with Hooper started moving into full back or he's playing ahead of yeah. Hooper quite a bit. So he's got that connection there. Now doing that right wing um has been pretty solid. So I I, I think we need to touch on him as a, a sort of standout. He's maybe the big one. Doesn't he do anything spectacular in a game, but doesn't doesn't cause us any issues as well. I no, I totally agree. Um 
just a wee note that I had here, I thought Grant Anderson played really well on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, good in the air, held the ball up well, uh, run, run his arse off again. Um, quite happy to see him back in the squad. And we kind of wondered where he'd fit in when he was fit. And he's, uh, I think we'd mentioned before that he'd been sort of more of a winger in the in the past. But I was, I thought it was good to see him in, and uh, I thought he played really well. Yeah, absolutely. He's um, he's a boy that's he's get he's getting a bit older. Okay, he's thirty four. Yeah. Um, so the legs are bound to go a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not that much because I'm not far off thirty four either. But um, they're going to go a wee bit here, and but he still, uh, he still possesses that. Something extra, yeah. mm-hmm. he's sort of been filling in for Stevenson, who took a bit of a knock. Hopefully, he'll be back, mm-hmm. um, to full fitness very soon as well. But, um, he filled in, and again, there was no sort of no problems. And he caused he caused bother when he sort of moved in for the wing into the sort of the box and yeah. sort of the danger areas. He was, uh, he was a presence, and you could see he was causing issues, which. That's what this Kelly's team's all about. It's about causing problems when they've not got the ball and keeping mm-hmm. position when they do. And, yeah, and he's brilliant for both of them. Aye, nah, totally agree. Right, so next up, quite a sort of exciting thing that we're going to try and do. Um, a team of the, the decade. And someone we're going to put out on Twitter each week. Um four people that sort of play a position, go down to the vote, and then the following week we'll cover off the winner in a wee bit more detail and see what we can do. Um, this week we're going to talk about goalkeepers. So we've got four that we're going to put out there. We'll pop it on the Twitter later on. And next week we'll, like I say, talk in more detail about the winner. But as far as nominations go, goalkeeper, we've got to pick four. We'll go sort of chronological order, sort of date-wise. Yep. We're going to fire... Way back to, to sort of the early start back in another decade. Yeah, the time what start back in two thousand and five when Alan Fleming joins, and he stays till two thousand and fourteen before signing for East Fife. Yeah, and I remember Fleming. I thought Fleming was, I thought he was a cut above what he was playing. You know, Scottish international for the juniors, played in the Scottish Cup final, obviously for Kelly as well. Um, I always remember he was really good at saving penalties as well. Uh, but I think longevity, more than anything, I think even though he moved on and he's had a pretty solid career in the SPFL after Kelly. Yeah. Um, and we've got a, kind of a history of having good goalkeepers, so he's first on the list for me. What about yourself? Uh, well, the man who took over for Flem, Kyle Allison, spent three years with Kelly Hearts, um, part of the, some of the golden years for Kelly as well, at the, the end of the tenure in the, in the juniors. The juniors. Ah, he won a couple of Super Leagues, um, still kicking a ball as well, um, or getting on the, you know, hand Catch, on the ball. Catching a ball. Catching a ball. <laughs> um, for Penny Cook Athletic, who they've had some solid performances over the last few years as well, so he's obviously still got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at his time at Kelly, yeah, he um, it was just a, it was a massive party. Like I say, um, the end of their juniors life, a couple of super leagues, that was those weren't easy leagues to win. Sometimes folk think juniors as a, you know, a kick about kind of football but it's not it was serious business and um, he was a man but yeah between the sticks for, for a big chunky success at the end mm-hmm. 
I had a pretty decent career before I came to Kelly. I'm sure it was uh, Inverness Cali and Dunfermline as well. And he started off at Cowdenbeath, uh, um, so he spent a wee bit of time there. I don't think he played a lot of games for No, that. I didn't think so. Um, but I'd love to lock him in and in a room and see who would come out because the pair of them are the two angriest men I've ever seen. <laughs> and that leads me on to your next one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Scott Christie, or as he's better known, Inchie is nomination number three to cover for. Allison in 2017, sort of a big part of our first season in that East of Scotland. I suppose at points he didn't hear a huge deal today, mm-hmm. but when it came down to the nitty gritty, the, the games against Lothian and Thistle, he was always solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and you touched on it as well, and I think I spoke about it last week. I think it was during the pod, maybe I it was, was before. Given, I was giving it back to the fans. Aye, the um, in the King's Cup final, that's always got to be a, a memory for me because. Um, well, yeah, when you save save the final penalty and it, it, it wins you the cup. And then I, that day, Kelly won a brilliant um, yeah. on the day. Uh, they were lucky to get to penalties. And uh, he was a bit of the, I suppose he was the hero in that one. And yeah, he had a bit of a, a solid career as well. Spent a, a good seven, eight years with Stalin Albion. Yeah. And um, before going into the junior game, and he played at Bowness over a couple of stints. Did close to 100 appearances for those guys, 60 plus appearances for Lithgow, and then I had that massive year with us. Right. And it was, it was just, even the hand, that, that game where he went and bought the handboard, got the handboard outside the box, he just ran out, and he must have been a good couple of metres outside the box when he jumped up and no. just punched the ball. And um, I just, he, he was a character, he, that's, right. and I think he, he's worthy of mention. Um, 100% because a lot of the fans are and supporters, listeners are, are going to be a big fan um, and yeah he sort of saw us into the, the Lowland League and then he departed and we, we got Mr Ben McKenzie Aye, that brings me on to Ben actually, um, I've put Ben as the second one for me, basically just through accomplishments I actually, I felt he was actually pretty good last year the shot stopper and that wise, there were a lot of guys critical of him and I do understand that he was young in that as well. He was like 21 or something like that when he signed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for a goalkeeper, that's dead young, you know. And to be playing at the level that he was playing in a team with their coaching staff and that, you know, it's a high-pressure situation. I thought he dealt with it relatively all right. Um, keepers, obviously, keepers make mistakes. Players make mistakes all over the park. But keepers are highlighted more than anything when they make a horse or something. So, I, I thought it was... I thought actually... I actually quite liked him. Um, he was a bit shaky at corners and that at times, but I I thought we won the league room last year. Massive achievement for us. Massive achievement for him and for what I understand he's took a career break um, for a season or two to try and get whatever, maybe working life or something. So I don't know, young guy. Maybe I think he's, um, uni or something. For, for social media, I think he, he took the year to sort of do a bit of travelling. I think yeah, he maybe even put a post sort of saying that, but you're right, he's, he's only 23 year old. Um, he definitely had he had the you know the foundations of a brilliant goalkeeper. He's a bit quiet, ah, which I suppose is at Fenshi, you know. Yeah, it was, right. it was chalk and cheese there too, wasn't it? Yeah, and he, um, I suppose that's what you spoke about there when you said you know with right. the coaching staff you came with Barry, he's quite loud, yeah. and um, with some of the defenders you've really got to be commanding. Similar to um, what we've got now in Jameson, right. you know, he's loud and he commands the back line. We mentioned it last week about having a team for the captains, eh? Right. That's Ken Jameson and Mark Pinterest hearing your interview well, as well as what he's like on the park and that as well. Um, 
Okay, that's another guy you would say he could maybe take the armband at some point if need be. Mm-hmm. So I um, maybe just that's maybe just been Wisney sort of. I'm not going to say socially because you didn't know what the players like. He's probably he's just quiet. He's young guy. He's quiet. So I uh, maybe just. But I I've put doesn't matter what I think of him anyway. I've put him in anyway. So that's the four players that we're going to look at for um to the fans to vote in for. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who who's the first sort of name on that team of the decade team sheet. Ah, uh, perfect. So uh, as we're going, uh, we've got Gretna at home on Saturday. Last year, we gave them a couple of drop-ins. What's your thoughts? Looking forward to it. Um, looking, do you know what? Some of these games are very exciting this season because teams aren't what they were last season, which I suppose it's more than capable of happening, but the league's just been unpredictable with the exception of the team at the top of the league, I suppose. We'd expected yeah. us to be up the top there. Had to work for it, but Everywhere else on the, that table, you know, for East Kilbride being down in third, Bone SOE down in seventh, Spartans dropping in seventh, or sitting down in tenth. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gretna were a team that, you know, they were one of the four fighting for relegation um, or fighting off relegation probably the last couple of seasons, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not even in the, the mix um, at the moment because they've, they've managed to rack up nine points. You know, that's three wins ahead of Velo even at the bottom. Velo even are making it easy yeah. to, to not be involved in a relegation battle right enough with, uh, you know, no, no points. Um, they're struggling, like, it's a shame, but that is. is what it is. Um, but still, that doesn't take away what Greta and I are doing. Um, and, they, and because of that, I think they're going to come to New Central Park with a wee bit of, wee bit of confidence, you know, don't know if they're going to come thinking that they're going to win, but they're not going to be coming worrying about getting beat 10 0. And I, I don't think we're, we're necessarily going to win 10 0. No. I think they're going to come and think, let's get a couple of goals, let's see what we can do as far as keeping them out. And they're going to come with that mindset. I, I think they're going to be wrong. I think we're going to win it comfortably. They get me wrong, but I think they're going to put up a fight. Eh? And because of that, I'm sort of looking forward to it because, yeah, Gretna are they only the Gretna last year. No, I don't think so. But, eh... Aye, well, it's one of them as well. Ron Alexander's back in charge of now as well, isn't he? So, yeah, he took over last season, I think. And aye. He started to get the wheels going aye. last season, and this year it's falling into place. Yeah. Aye, well, that's the thing. He's got plenty of experience in that, that Ron as well. So, aye, they'll be, I think they'll be organised. They're probably looking to probably sit in for, I'm going to assume, an hour or so, and then maybe try and catch us on the break, maybe late in the second half or whatever, but or maybe late in the first half, I don't know. But um, I do think that it's not going to be easy. I think we're going to have to hear what's about us. But then again, I'm starting to think that about every game this season because I kind of thought with the players that we'd signed as long as everyone else, I was kind of like, we should give a few teams an absolute scudding this year. But it's never It's really not. Like, I don't think it's played, We've not played that way either when it's been like full throttle attack. Yeah, all the time. We've just been controlling it. It's not, it's not the way we're playing. Um, and it's not what we're looking for. I say that uh, I can, I've talked to so many folk at the moment, I forget who, who said what, but um, I spoke to somebody. And I say to them that the way that we're set up and the way that we're playing this season, um, in my opinion, we're set up for those games against East Kilbride, Bonnie Rig, BSC, to make it difficult for them. We're not built for the Gretna games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to win, but we're not built to go out and score 10 goals. Yeah. We're built to go out and dominate the game, to control how the game goes, to score goals 
and not concede yeah. them. But before it was like there was a bit going out and just scoring loads of goals, which is fun. It's great to watch as a fan, but it's you know professional football that we're mm. playing and and we're just yeah we're not built for. for um, it. it wouldn't surprise me if we won ten no. nil. If, if especially the, if flashes on it, like aye. If, if, aye, if the ball's rolling, eh, it, I, I wouldn't shock me. But talking about this greatness, you might have had a wee peak already, right? But if I was to ask you what the goal difference was in the last four games. Oh, well, look, um, goal difference would be, I'm going to guess the f- seven. Plus ten. Mm. Well, plus ten for Gretna. Um, over four games is massive. Eh? They've um, they beat Berwick one 0 They lost to Strollers, but only by the one uh-huh. through it. Um, Christie Ellis Park, and they yeah. beat Vale even five 0 Yeah, it's a shame we already say that, but uh-huh. it's kind of expected. Yeah. Um, but Cali Braves they beat five 0 and all. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, they had an unfortunate loss prior to those four games. Ted and Uni one 0 but they're they've been pretty solid. They've only conceded the. The two goals in their last five, and they scored eleven. Like that, it's not that wouldn't have happened. We got in the last season, yeah. and they've not played Kelly. So uh, you know, I'm not sitting here touting them to get the three points. Then you go down to the bookies, you lose your money. But uh, um, but they're they're no they're not the same. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. So I'm actually looking forward to being back on the commentary as well because like I feel like I've, well, I've not done it for ages now, but it feels like. But I it's, it's looking like a point I can actually just sit and watch the game, and I don't feel like I've today something else you know so Aye. that's one thing like when i was in here watching the game last week you know i was running about with the kids and stuff like that. i was catching you know moments yeah um but it feels like i've not actually sat and, and sort of properly drank a game in for a while so i'm looking forward to it and um you know we've got a new signing in there as well he's going to throw into the mix well we might as well talk about him because unbelievable we've no spoke about him but yeah. i ryan shanley signing on loan from from hips to the end Aye. of the season going back to Say, I can't believe he's decided to come to a massive club though, like yeah. <laughs> well, um you know, you, you hear loads, eh? And you reckon how much trust to ten and you hear, but I seen the did you see the other hashtags in the comments on Facebook and um Twitter about like it was like announced Slaney when Kelly put like uh we've got a sign in coming tomorrow night oh, or right. whatever, and it was like it's gonna be Slaney, it's gonna be <laughs> for Christ's sake. Yeah, Joe Cardo Rose with the grave again. Oh, I don't know. Every time, yeah. It's usually comment number one, but no. Um, as far as the Shanley one goes, if you want to understand, he got a couple of offers right. um, for around around the SPFL and he chose to come to Kelly. He obviously did a couple of training sessions um, during pre-season and if you want to understand, it, he was more or less done. Right. He was joining, but then Hibs had a couple of issues yeah. um, as far as sort of squad depth goes, which resulted in and he earned it, him getting his, his start, um, no, his start, sorry, getting his uh, substitute position. Uh, appearance. Appearance, sorry, thank you. Sorry. I, I could have gone around <laughs> for ages. Um, yeah, basically, he got an appearance in the SPL um, because Hibs needed him. Uh, but now Hibs have got a few boys coming back and the opportunity is back on the table. And if you want to understand, he enjoyed the training sessions he does. You know, right. He wants to come down and play for Barry Ferguson. And he liked the other boys that were, were kicking about. So, um, I, seen, uh, I, I saw him uh, on Thursday. I went down, obviously spoke to him. And then I came up just to let everybody know that it was done before I headed off. And I saw Barry getting ready to get his usual photo done with him. And yeah. straight away, that you could tell the, 
they had the wee bit of a laugh, aye. He was telling him he sort his hair out before he got his photo taken and that, and they were hearing a bit of a laugh, eh? So he's obviously going to enjoy playing football here. Um, but my understanding is that, yeah, he made that choice to come and play for Kelty. It wasn't Hibs saying, you've got to Kelty. Um, his haircut can't be as bad as Callum Smith, so surely. <laughs> Like Bobby Charlton I thought was playing the other day <laughs> it's, uh, it's something else uh. you, you ain't no trouble finding him eh? oh definitely no like, next to the horseshoe <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and going on for that we've got Spartans yeah is it Tuesday night Tuesday night, Tuesday I, night it was originally supposed to be the last Tuesday um, but I think it got moved because they don't like teams to play before the Scottish Cup so Spartans were obviously, or Spartans are, in preliminary round two um, this Saturday. So the, the game got pushed back a week. Um, so it was a wee bit of confusion because some places were important. It was Tuesday past, someone right. next Tuesday. But I got pushed back due to to the Scottish Cup and Spartans obviously representing the Lone League. I hope we go through, Aye. A, because it represents the Lone League, but B, the more games they play, the tire that I got to be when we play them again, like, you know, at the second for the second time. But yeah, but yeah, uh, it's got to be a good one. Like Ainsley Park's always cracking. It's hard. It's a hard place to go. Aye. It's a wee bit. It's a wee bit exposed to the elements. Last uh, season, I and then I remember going one night. It was absolutely freezing. I think we played them on a Friday night. When it was was it pouring it down? Because I've been I've been it a few was, times. Aye, I'm the same. I can't remember if that was. Based the same game now. One, one, so basically, the first time Barry played at Ainsley Park, it was absolutely pissing. That was just, uh, I remember that was the same day that uh, the fan ran on and punched the Rangers boy. It was, and that was on a Friday night game. I can't remember who it was. Wasn't it? it was that Hibs? It was that a Hibs boy, aye. And the boy ran uh, on and, and smacked the Rangers player. Uh, that was the same night as that because we were sitting watching that under a brawly whilst. Uh, also try to watch the Spartans game, um, and Spartans made it difficult. I mean, because that was that was early on in Barry's career and at Kelty, and we wanted playing that great on the bigger pitches. So when uh, we went to Ainsley Park or Broadwood or any or uh, Falkirk, we struggled a bit. Um, whereas now we're built for the bigger pitches, so it'll be a different story. But it was, yeah. I was absolutely passionate it doing that day. Uh, I remember the um, night it was passing And then last season was the wind. When uh, ben uh, Ben McKenzie struggled to. Kick the ball past his defenders, like, right, um, yeah. and he, he had a big, like, rocket a foot for for his goal kicks, but he just couldn't get it. It I would go straight up right. in the air, and it'd come back again. Eh? Yeah. Um, so, are you right when you say it's open to the elements? And Christ knows what we'll get on Tuesday coming. But looking at the football, play them in the summer for a change. <laughs> Fucking hell! Looking at the foot, looking at the football though, um, Spartans are hitting a bit of good form. They they look. They looked a bit dire at the beginning of the season, to be honest. Stalin Uni beat them, um, Galaferi Dean beat them, East Cobrine beat them, BSE beat them. That was in the trotty about five of the games. They, they managed to beat Canoe uh-huh. um, in between those ones. So they had a, they had a horrendous start to the season. But you see, since then, 6 0 against Vale, um, they beat Shire 4 3, um, beat Edinburgh Uni 6 1, Dalbeaty 3 1, and Colt 6 2. Mm-hmm. Like, they have found a bit of form, yeah. uh, and a couple of the couple of boys in their squad are hearing sort of standout performances of their own. Yeah. Um, and Kelly will need to watch out for that when when Tuesday rolls around, and it's busy as well. You know, when the yeah. schedule starts to get busy, and I think there's a wee bit of an unknown. Everybody, oh, it's going to be a busy season, 
and that's going to cause us issues. And then we saw Fash go down, Tedza go down, Stevenson, and these are all, I mean, maybe not Fash, mm-hmm. but um, even McNabb, Scobie, Russell, some of the other boys have had niggles. It's came down to, um, a few of them have came down to the, the amount of game playing time, eh? yeah. so it's something they need to guard against as well. And we're not going to talk about it this week, we'll talk about next week's podcast, but Sterling Uni the week after that. Um, oh, is that a, another hard game that, that you didn't want to hit your rest players for, eh? Aye. Aye, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to both games, actually. I'm not able to make Tuesday night, but I, I, I didn't like going there anyway. <laughs> all, every time we're there, we're either we're struggling a bit, so I'd, I'd rather um, I'd rather we did something else. But aye, a couple of times I've been at Spartan, we've not had good experiences. So, um, aye, but I think we'll come away with both games relatively unscathed, I think. Aye, in no, opinion. I think so. I think Spartans game's got to be that'll be the one that we will be more in danger of complacency if we all like set in. It's the a Tuesday night and that as well. Like it's aye. boys are right get him over to the Champions League. Aye. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think on on that note, I think we've talked about just about everyone we we sort of planned to. Aye, I think that's us. Um, Trying to think if there's anything we need to bring up, but I, I think uh, well, we will obviously mention if if. Folk have enjoyed listening to this. They might enjoy some of the interviews we've done. Most recently was Ross Phil. I listened um, to that the other night. It was great. To be honest, one of the best ones. Ah, he's got a few good stories, like um, for getting stranded with the bus, getting stranded, getting ah, a ten minute walk. I thought it was quite good. Ah, um, I liked hearing about his return to Kelly Hearts. Although he kind of brushed there it, like ah, he didn't want to talk about it too much, but he certainly pointed out that Conrad Courts and um, Gasly and made it known that he, that he know he was back at. New Central Park. Aye. Um, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed his one and hopefully folk, if they haven't listened to it and they go and have a listen, they'd enjoy it as well. Aye, I'm sure they will. Uh, Ross, let's say, Ross is, he's Kelly's resident superhero day, utility man. Aye. So, aye, delighted to get him on. Um, but I think that's us for this week and if you've got any questions or that, just fire us a, a message or whatever. Yeah, remember, vote over the weekend. We want to know who your choice of goalkeeper is. We'll set the polls up tonight, Friday night. Friday night tonight. Aye, right. <laughs> right, catch you later. Cheers. Well, she's just a Celtic lady. She'll no take any advice. It's a drafty double bill. You heed her up and she have to get twice. Her father's just a waster. Her mother's on the game. She's just a Celtic lady, but I love her just the same. 